Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Embodied Mommy podcast. This is your host, Alyssa Knapp, and I'm here with my co-host for the season on the fourth trimester, Jamie Gray. Hi, Jamie. Hello, everyone. All right. And then we are joined by a friend, Stephanie O'Donnell. I met Stephanie through Jamie and is just, oh my God, love at first sight. Such, <laughs> such a wonderful person and human and so excited for the conversation that we are going to have today because energy, energy work, energetic influences, things like this are things that Jamie and I talk about all the time in, you know, behind closed doors in our conversations. I think even probably several times already on the podcast. So I'm just extra excited for our conversation today where we're going to get even deeper into that side of things, even into that side of motherhood. And I think just such an important thing for so many new moms or moms of older children to be aware of. So I think this is going to shed a lot of light on probably some unanswered questions that a lot of people have had about their children, themselves, and all that good stuff. So Stephanie, do you want to just introduce yourself? Tell us a little about you. Sure. So thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here today and to talk to you both. Um, I am, that is the biggest question ever, right? What, who am I? What am I? Um, I am a helper and a supporter and a guide and I'm original was originally trained in nutrition. I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist. And over time just sort of started dabbling in these other areas because I was feeling like I could help people get better with nutrition, but it would only take them so far. And then they'd end up coming back to me. So I really had to start looking deeper at other modes of healing. And so I also practice energy work. And now I also weave in astrology and human design into my work and use a lot of intuitive guidance. Um, so yeah, kind of a, a jack of all trades, like, right. I just kind of doing all the things to essentially help people feel whole and create ease. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And I, and I love it. And like you and I were talking yesterday just about also having that kind of starting with the more grounded in science and research and things like that. And then eventually we get to this point, right, where we realize there's more, there is yep. so much more to this. So I love that we share that, that we all share that. I think of it so much as like a, a stool with three legs, so like mind, body, spirit. And if you're only looking at the body, your stool is not standing up. <laughs> great analogy. Oh my God. I love that. That is so great. And Stephanie, can you tell us a little bit about your fourth trimester experience? You have two kids. So tell us a little bit about that before we dive into the meat of it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so funny because, um, I knowing, I knew you were going to ask me about this and I was trying to think back. So Isla, my daughter is three, she'll be four this year. And Reese, my son just turned one. So neither of them, I have like a super clear memory of, which is so funny, right? Because I'm like, it just happened. It was last summer actually was my fourth trimester. Um, so I was thinking back. So with Isla, um, my husband was able both times. I was very lucky. He was able to take the full four weeks off. And I remember him asking me, and I, I was listening to actually one of your first episodes where you were talking about like your fourth trimester and what that was like. And, um, I know so many people don't get this support, right. To have their spouse there for four weeks. I did have him home for four weeks. And I remember him asking me, do you want me to take all four weeks at one time? Or do you want me to just take two weeks and then we can spread out the other two weeks kind of like over time? And I was like, absolutely. You are 100% taking the four weeks at one time. Like I'm such a nerd. I did so much research and I'm like two weeks in the bed, two weeks around the bed, two weeks around the house. Like you need to be home for longer than four weeks, Never mind two weeks and then split it up. <laughs> so he was there for four weeks with both of my kids, which I was really, really grateful for um, because he did a lot of the cooking, he did a lot of the cleaning and all that other fun stuff um, so that I could just be and heal. But yeah, in terms of like, what that was like physically, actually, I think my first fourth trimester was harder. So with my son, um, I didn't have any tearing or any, like, 
as much injury. And so I feel like I, I just spent a lot of time that first time, like wondering what the heck was happening with my body and like how, wondering how to manage it. And was I taking care of myself and all of that good stuff? Um, and so that was much easier the second time. And of course, both of my babies were so different too. And, um, the first one, I know you guys have talked about sleep was like really tough. Like she's still to this day, not a great sleeper. Um, so I remember just the, the sleeplessness and like passing her off to my husband and trying to get like a couple of hours at one time. (laughs) Um, I was lucky enough to be able to nurse both of my kids without great difficulty. They both had challenges. Um, but I, I, I had lactation lined up cause I was like anticipating, right. All of these challenges. I was like, I'm going to need lactation. I need my therapist. I need all of this stuff. <laughs> I had it all ready to go. Um, so, and then actually with my son, you know, this actually brings us right into what we're talking about. I didn't have as much of the physical adjustment and, and I think adjustment in general, like you, you have an idea of what to expect after your first child. Um, and so with him, we went right into the lessons he came here to teach me, like what he, what he came here for. I can, I can hear you laughing, Jamie, because we have talked about this so many times. (laughs) I'm always like, this is such a good example of star children or these rainbow children coming to the planet. (laughs) Give them examples if you don't mind. Yeah. Oh, I, I will. So Um, I was told when I was pregnant that Reese was here to work through fear with me. Now that is both my own fear and his own fear. Um, And I have health anxiety. And so he came home from the hospital and wouldn't stop bleeding from his circumcision, (laughs) triggering me automatically right as soon as we got home, like the minute we got home. (laughs) Totally. So then, I mean, you know, on top of that, he was tongue tied. So our kind of like minor challenges with nursing, I had support with, but weren't getting better. And so when he was two months old, we actually got his tongue tie released. Um, And that was, you know, part, a whole part of my fourth trimester was like bringing him to get this procedure, thinking about, does he need it? Does he not need it? Like weighing out all of that stuff, working through my own fear and anxiety. So yeah, it was, I mean, he just hit me with it. Wow. That is huge. It's like, I completely understand too, the, the medical anxiety. And then for that, just to be the first right off the bat, first, first little injury, first little thing that comes up, it's like, oh my gosh. All right, Mm -hmm. here we go. Yep. Yep. And so, um, interestingly, so I was, I was mentioning all the different things I weave into my work. Um, I did not know this at the time, but also during that fourth trimester, I got a human design reading for my kids. Um, and it just sort of like worked out that way. And I wasn't, it was actually for my daughter and I wasn't planning on looking up Reese's chart at all, but on the call we decided to, and, um, she said to me, oh, his, he has an open spleen, which is like your fear center. And I was, and then it just hits you, right? Like everything starts to click into place. I'm like, oh my God, I knew he was here to work through fear. Oh my God. Look at all these experiences. Like this is what he came here for to help me grow and evolve essentially. Wow. And just for any listeners who aren't familiar with human Mm -hmm. design, can you just give us a very brief kind of understanding of, of what that is? Yeah. I'm so not good at this. So either of you jump in and fill in sort of blanks, but essentially it's similar to astrology where, um, it tells you basically how you operate based on your time and place of birth and date, date, time and place of birth. Um, and it weaves in a bunch of different aspects and then sort of spits out how you operate in this world. So it's, um, it's very interesting. There's a lot of levels and, um, depths you can take it to. Absolutely. Yeah. And we can even link in the show notes here, another video that we have that has a great in-depth kind of talk about human design, especially I actually, funny enough that we're even talking about this this week, even though by the time this airs, it's going to be later. I'm talking to our human design reader, 
Laura on Friday on Instagram on a live about this. So I'll, I'll oh, awesome. link to the show and, notes. Yeah. And so Laura is who told me this about Reese too. It's so funny. She's incredible. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. So you had this reading, ended up bringing Reese into it. And then here we are, this sort mm-hmm. of coming into fruition just within days of returning to from the hospital. <laughs> yep. Yep. This was this was my fourth trimester was learning all of these things and going through these experiences. I think of it, I mean, so it's initiation, right? And that's all fourth trimester is initiation to motherhood. I know you, you've spoken about that, Jamie. Um, like I think it was on one of the first episodes, like this is your initiation. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like sitting here listening to you two and I'm like, thank God I have you both in my life because you two both just had your second kid. And I'm like, you know, 21 weeks, just sit here listening. And like you two, I think have been a great example of two really high vibe, energetic beings coming in. I know your other children and I know they are too, but you know, just like the generations coming in, like all of us are beautiful. We're all magical. We're all from somewhere special, but the energy on the planet is lighting up. Mm-hmm. It is, but it is lighting up. You know what I mean? So it's allowing higher vibrational beings coming. And I've just listened to you both <laughs> for the last year with your babies. And I'm just like in awe, like, this is it. Like, this is like poster child examples of like, we're starting this now. Let's get into these energetics. Now let's get into these lessons. Now you have to wait till I'm talking. You don't have mm-hmm. to wait. You know what I mean? Like we're ready. They're ready. We're both reflections of each other and mirroring back what we need to. And then thank God we have communities and groups like this, right? Where we're like, this is going on with my child. Okay. I took the medical route. Okay. I took the holistic mm-hmm. route. And then like, you know, all of the obviously all the other episodes, but all of our community members that can go deeper with the energetics Mm -hmm. and like talk about what's in the blueprint, what's in the energy field for these children is so helpful. And I thank you both for just letting me like observe and watch (laughs) this, you know, and also like hashtag, um, what's it like, you know, this is like, uh, preparing me, but almost like hindsight you know what I mean like I am kind of seeing not from the hindsight but from like a forefront foreshadowing there we go Mm -hmm. foreshadowing of another mystical baby coming through me Mm -hmm. well they're coming and I think so this is where like astrology ties in for me is that we all have these energetic blueprints right so like each of the planets hold a certain energy and are imprinted within us at our time of birth, right? Like wherever they are in whatever house and whatever sign, like that's a specific energy and a specific filter that comes through. Um, and we each have them and are here to kind of live out whatever path and express them in those ways. And actually, I think Jamie, you recommended this book to me, um, the soul's gift by Robert Schwartz. So kind of like what he talks about is all the, and actually there, there are plenty of other people who talk about this, but this is like the example that's in my mind. We have these soul contracts. We come here for these purposes. And so then our kids come in with their own energetic blueprint to do whatever they need to do with ours. Like however they line up or don't line up for us to learn certain lessons and achieve certain goals. Um, and it's funny, you know, your observation of like the kids, our kids and their generation and sort of what they're like, because actually the three outer planets, so Uranus, Neptune and Pluto kind of create these generational energetic influences. Um, and theirs really is, um, I think a higher I don't want to just say like a higher vibration, but they have like a higher octave of like what we brought in with our generation, um, to the point that they are highly sensitive and don't even always feel at home in our physical world. Right. Because they're so connected to other realms. We are, we all the generation of Pluto and Scorpio, right? Yes. And what is it? Pluto and Capricorn right now? Yes. Okay. I was just going to look, but yeah, in Capricorn. Yeah. So like, so different, so different. Yep. And Pluto and Scorpio. And I, I think of this, like Alyssa and I have talked to about like the symbolism of like how the world is progressing and what actually happens as you transition into motherhood. Um, but Pluto and Scorpio is cycles of rebirth, right? Like death and rebirth. 
Um, which is funny because for me, I just rebranded my business as rebirth the mother, not even thinking like, this is happening. This is a generational thing. Like how many other people are feeling the same exact thing that I'm feeling where I had to go and change my entire business to be around the rebirth of the mother. (laughs) It's insane, but that's our, that's, that is our generation, Jamie. I think all three of us fit into that. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, so, and I don't know, is that, are either of you familiar with the Hopi prophecy? Oh yeah. It's like in my book for sure. Well, so that's what I was going to say. It lines right up with your book where we go from the third world into the fourth world of destruction and then the fifth world of peace and the rainbow children bring in the fifth world of peace and that's our kids. And that's, yeah, that's exactly what you're going to talk about. Right. Like, <laughs> and it's only continuing on. That's the crazy part. Like, you know, when you're in it and that's like all you can see and feel, and it feels so intense, but like, Oh my God, it's only getting wilder. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When well, I think of the fourth trimester as the fourth world of destruction, like it just totally tears down everything you knew or thought you knew, like me and my cute little research before I had kids, like lining everything up, like, and then they come in and I'm like, oh, that's not how this works. They like, they call all the shots. Like it's, it's different. Yep. yep. <laughs> little so research. true. I did. I did all the cute little research. And then my kids got here and we're like, you can throw that out the window. Like (laughs) that is so funny. I know these, the, the kids, we, my husband and I always joke, they don't come with a instruction manual, right? They don't come with a user manual yet at the same time. I feel like the tools that we do have, like being conscious, right? Just being a Mm -hmm. conscious parent, mindfulness, Things like human design, astrology, you know, all these energetics, right? All of these are about as close to a manual and a rule book for our children as we will, and for ourselves, as we will ever get. And I think it's also really interesting, and I want to come back to this too, Stephanie, the idea that we have our own energetic blueprint, right? And then when our kids come into this world, now we also have their blueprint. So now there's a whole other energy mm. happening. <laughs> yes. Can you talk more about that? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. There's, there's a couple things on that note. One is, I think it's really hard sometimes um, because you're in each other's energy 24 seven. So especially in the fourth trimester, right? This changes a little bit as they get older and you can separate more but especially in the fourth trimester, you were just in each other's energy. Um, and so depending on what each of your energetic signatures are, right? Like what your blueprints look like, it's going to affect both of you in different ways. So, you know, they, I think a lot of people, you know, know and realize like, oh, babies pick up on your energy, you know, that type of thing. Um, but I think it's actually to a much bigger magnitude than we realize, Um, and also this comes back to something actually, Alyssa, that you talk about all the time is like conscious parenting that like, we need to know and understand who they are so that we can parent them effectively and not take on some of that energy. Like some of their energy is just their energy. Like it's stuff that they came here to work through. Now we can support them with that. Um, but oftentimes especially like all, basically all the moms I've ever talked to, we feel like we need to take on that responsibility for what their challenges are. Um, and it's really hard in my opinion, to support a child without knowing anything about their energy. Like you can use your intuition. That's great. Like you can, you can be intuitive, but when you're in like the reality in the thick of parenting, like my intuition is not on point. Like I need to constantly bring myself back, like reground, recenter, like remember who they are so that I can come at it from um, a much calmer grounded place and not just get wrapped up into it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for bringing that up too, because I, I feel like we have talked about this maybe before just about the fact that you can be the most intuitive person in the world and this and that. But when your nervous system is a mess and you're not sleeping and you have all this pressure, internal, external, right? And a crying baby and this and that, the last thing that you can do (laughs) is step into that, you know, channel and really connect and listen. And I'll actually share, I'll try to make this quick story. We know how quick my stories are. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I'll just share. So my baby, Charlie, which, 
you know, you guys both know he's very high vibration baby has been since he was in the womb. He's got some crazy Merlin St. Germain energy in there. And his whole life, he has had these digestion issues where he wouldn't release, wouldn't poop. And at first the pediatrician was like, oh, it's fine. He's breastfed. He's just, they absorb more nutrients. They don't poop as much. And, you know, okay, like, all right. So I kind of let that go, didn't really think much about it. And then when he started eating solid foods, it never really changed much. Then he started to, um, you know, get constipated and backed up and it was, you know, bothering him, whatever. Ended up, long story short, ended up uh, having an energy session for him. And again, this child gets Reiki, has gotten Reiki every day of his life since before he was born. He's probably triple master level by now for all the trainings he's been, you know, present for. And, but, but again, I'm too close. I'm too close to really dive in and feel that. So I got him a session with my friend Heidi, who's incredibly gifted practitioner. So she did the session for him and found that he was holding on to mental thoughts, thought forms from daycare, from his pediatrician's office, from all these places where he was actually afraid of releasing. He was, the what she picked up was that he had fear of releasing his stool, like that they would be disgusted by it. And which was just incredible to me to hear, right? So when I tell you, so first of all, just to kind of rewind for a second, he had an, an appointment scheduled with my naturopath And I was getting ready to drop lots and lots of money on whatever testing she thought fit. I trust her, you know, whatever we have to do, this is my child, you know. And of course, we understanding the physiology aspect of things, we know that the gut is directly related to the immune system. So we need to make sure that everything is functioning, right? So there's a waiting period for all this stuff to happen, right? So this is in the interim that I had this session with Heidi and that day pooped I'm like all right cool great love it a couple days later the kid regulates daily <laughs> bowel movements perfectly formed perfectly yeah. normal i mean like i was blown away blown away obviously this stuff never ceases to amaze me it shouldn't amaze me because i see it every day in my own clients and stuff but mm-hmm. but then when it happens like that it's just incredible And there are so many more details about the story that I'm not even going to try to bring up right now. (laughs) But one thing I will mention is that, again, bringing it back to the fact that this is why there are other people to do this, to help support you through this, because it's very hard to do it yourself. So don't feel like you have to, even if you're some wonderfully gifted medium energy worker, whatever, let somebody else help you. But then learning these tools for yourself will help you maintain. So now that I know where the issues were, I can go in more effectively with the energy and energy work and all my other tools to help with that. So I just wanted to share that because I think it really ties in yeah. with all of this. Well, and how powerful is it for you as a mom just to be able to identify like, okay, this is an area um, that he's prone to have some issues with. Right. Like, and I, I think, so, um, I think, yeah, I think we have time for a really quick, like kind of case study to walk through. Um, one of my clients, a two-year-old boy had some serious digestive issues. Um, but it was the opposite of Charlie where he only had loose stool, like very acidic, loose stool. Um, and he was probably on the spectrum. They hadn't had him fully evaluated and diagnosed yet, but we were all working under the assumption that he was on this autism spectrum somewhere. Um, so a lot of like neurological stuff, um, he was nonverbal and he had a really hard time sleeping at night, like just didn't rest essentially and would be up for hours in the middle of the night. And like, just, he never got deep sleep. Like, I mean, he would fall asleep, but he never really fully like relaxed and rested. And I worked with this family for a short period of time and they were going to be um, moving on out of the program that I was working with them through. And I just like mentioned to the mom, like, can I just look up his birth chart? Because I'm really curious to see like what kind of energy he's carrying and where this all falls and how it ties into it. And in his birth chart, he was set up for digestive difficulties 
neurological difficulties, speech impediment. Um, So all of that. And then in his human design, he was a reflector, which I'll explain briefly again, for people who are not familiar, you have essentially different energy centers within your body. And um, if it's defined, you're sort of bringing that energy within yourself, but if it's open, you're taking it in from other people. So all of his energy centers were open. So all he was doing was taking in the environment around him. Now that not just being his home environment, but also the collective environment and then reflecting it back out (laughs) and his determination, which has a lot to do with how we digest, not just food, but also information and how we process things, um, was essentially he was supposed to be nocturnal. So eating at night, being awake at night, like all And so then I said this, I was giving the information to the family and saying, you know, this is what I found. And his mom was like, oh my God, he always wants to eat at bedtime. Well, yeah, because that's how he's designed. And so, yeah, how freeing is it? How much weight does it lift off your shoulders to know it's okay to feed your child at bedtime when everywhere else you look. And even in my training, like as a dietitian, I generally would have told people, well, eat, you know, you can have a bedtime snack, but like you really shouldn't be just not eating all day and eating mostly at night. I would, I would have told you that was wrong, right? Don't do this. This is wrong. Um, but when you actually treat your child for the individual that they are, how freeing is that to say he does need to eat at night. And now we live in a world, I think this is an important aspect. You can't do that all the time. Like he still has to grow up in this world. (laughs) So what can she do? She can put light blocking curtains and dim the room when he eats so that it mimics a nighttime environment, even if it's the middle of the day. Wow. Right. There's so many things you can do with that. Just to, but just to have the information now, if you don't know that, so like my daughter, for example, needs a calm environment. I automatically know she's not eating. I have no expectation of her eating on an exciting day. If there's a party, if someone's coming to visit, Mm. I have no expectation of her eating because it's not how she's designed. It's just not. Um, And I, this is not one of my examples, but in my sort of training and research, one of the things I found was you can take, um, a baby who has a cold determination, I think it's called cold thirst determination. If you're breastfeeding them, breast milk comes out at room body temperature. It's warm. So these are the kids who like, don't do well with breastfeeding. Right. Mm -hmm. And then we go, what's wrong with me. I did something wrong because I can't nurse my baby, but what if it's not meant for them? No, and you can get into the science of that, right? Where like, you know, breast is best and all this other stuff, but there's so many layers. And I think that's the point of it, right? There's so many layers and so much unpacking to do that just to have this little bit of insight is so freeing. Absolutely. And, and also not just freeing that like, okay, you know, here's this information, but I think also like what you're saying to take the pressure off, like you didn't do anything wrong. And I, I know I beat myself up with Charlie all the time. Oh, I fed him too many. He had too many carbs, too many starches. Oh, I didn't do this. I didn't do that. I should we do, you know, you, we, we beat ourselves up so much, especially when we're new moms. I mean, it it doesn't matter how many kids you have, we always do it. Right. So I think it is, it's a great tool so that you can actually figure out what is going on? And and can you just imagine a world, Stephanie, where somebody meets with somebody like you who has all these kind of tools and this information, right? And then you can begin your child's life and this child's journey right. with this information so that you can set yourself up for as much success as possible and not fight and not, I mean, especially with, I know you shared with your daughter something with sleep, right? I don't remember. Oh yeah. She's a terrible sleeper. She's a terrible sleeper. And it wasn't that in her chart too? Oh yeah. So she's set up, she's a projector. So she's feeding off of other people's energy and she's sort of, she's also, um, a cancer moon and a cancer rising. And so for anyone who's not familiar, she is highly emotional. And so any little thing that she feels is like amplified to the max. Um, her human design is to have this huge roller coaster of emotions and to have to ride that roller coaster of emotion, 
uh, before she can make a decision about anything. And so, yeah, you throw one little thing at her at bedtime, or even if she's just had a hard day. So there was one night she was like off the walls at home. And my husband just happened to say to her, and it's funny because we hadn't really done this before did something happen at school today? Like, how was your day? Because like, what is happening right now? And she said, oh yeah, um, Mr. Joel came and played music and it was too loud. But she was totally dysregulated from wow. hearing the loud music. She's so sensitive. Mm. She was hearing loud music all day. I mean, he brings instruments all there. Now here's the preschool class banging around their instruments. And here's my daughter, like, and, she, and probably not telling anyone because she's already picked up on society's expectations that you don't rock the boat, right? You just stay small and quiet and <laughs> deal with it. <laughs> uh, that's a, that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. Right. Right. <laughs> um, but she picked up on it and was bothered by it and held it all day. And then when she came home, she was off the walls and like not settling down for bedtime. Wow. I, wow. I want to check in with our readers and just, it's almost like, um, for anyone thinking and feeling like, how does this information, how did this come about? Why is this happening more? I think there's a correlation between like, why are children having so many random things, autoimmune things Mm -hmm. and like, right. So, uh, because I think there's this like conversation, this voice in society that's like, well, when I grew up in my generation, we lived outdoors and like (laughs) ate off the floor in the garage. And like, I was fine. And it's like, okay, we're not that right now. We're not there and what's happening. And I think it's just an expression of energy is lightening up. So then it's helping people like us go and explore these tools Mm -hmm. that are going to help us understand our child more. So yes, maybe in the fifties and sixties and seventies, they were eating off the floor or whatever they're saying they were doing. Right. Um, but like things are changing, uh, the energy is quickening. And I think these tools are coming about and it's like flourishing in our consciousness as we're being gifted these children that are higher vibrational when they're coming through into these denser realities, this is their way depending mm-hmm. on right their chart. Um, this is the way they're expressing that. And for anyone who's like these charts, what is this? I hear of astrology and I hear of this and like, I, just the grounded enter like an earth reminder. I always tell people is these are essentially maps from a yeah. geocentric point of view that are understanding how the universe is playing the moment you were born or like right now. Or what we're going into, you know, it's, it is actually science. You know, a lot of people yeah. are like, this is hobo mojo, whatever. It's just, it's just looking at a map from the point of earth, mm-hmm. the minute you were born or any other time period you want to look up. That's it. And, and, and we are reminding people that we are on a moving rock, speeding throughout <laughs> of space, spinning around in a solar system in a galaxy that has all these legs and arms, the beautiful Milky Way, right? That is spiraling while we're in it spinning, rotating on the planet while the whole thing is moving through space. You know, so it is actually phenomenal to look this stuff up and be like, wait, where are we? You know, it's always like, I can get caught up in energy and then I'll be like, Oh, I got to look at the astrology, what the hell's going on. And then like, you know, even for like this week in time, and yes. what's going on this month? It's like, oh my God. And yeah, people get caught up with the dating and the this and that. I don't care about the day shit. I don't care about the dating st- stuff. And unfortunately it's gotten a bad rap. And I'm just summarizing this for anyone who's like, wait, I thought astrology helps you figure out who your mate is. Yeah. Oh, it's so deeper than that. Yeah. Right. So Uh, these systems are so helpful. And to go back to what you said earlier, I think, yeah, you could stumble your way through trying to get to know your kid. You could get to know this stuff, maybe over many headaches, heartaches, cry fests, and years down the road go, oh yeah, they like to eat at night. Right. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) So, So there are these cool things to learn how to work with your child. Okay. I'll tell a story real quick. Sorry. I just want to like jump in on storyline. <laughs> I had my chart or like information. I think I did have my chart read even by another, uh, human design expert, Jess that we have. And Laura told me about Goldie. So like I had it coming in a bunch of different ways and I won't say this right, but either Goldie's got, she's an emotional generator. I'm a generator. 
she's emotional. So that was a first like ding, ding, ding for me. Like, <laughs> okay. Um, I think she's got a defined throat and I've got an open throat or whatever it is. She was going to be very vocal sound vibration was going to be a lot. I picked up on this immediately. Like they told me that I was prepared and she was grunting and growling as a baby. And I'd have to record her sounding like a drowned cat and send it to my landlords and be like, we're fine down here. Like we're not hurting anyone. She's good. And even now she's 14 months. And when she is overwhelmed, overstimulated, deregulated on a central nervous system, I will hold her to my chest. We hum, Mm -hmm. we hum together. I rock her also totally helps my central nervous system. Right. But she's going to get to a place and she's going to get vocal. It's going to get loud. You know what I mean? So it's so easy to also just get your, your energy rises with that and the anger. And I'm like, Oh, there's no point in words right now. Right. Maybe some music, maybe some humming. And now like, even, you know, she's, she'll explore this. So our new thing this week is she'll lay next to me two inches away from my face and scream at the top of her lungs. (laughs) And you would think most parents would be like, no, stop it. Right. We don't do that. Use your inside voice. So I said, fuck that shit. Sorry for swearing. And I started to match it. Mm -hmm. So I just start screaming right back in her face at the same tone. And we're learning how to like tone and we'll just do that together until she's over it again, letting my landlords know (laughs) (laughs) everybody's safe, (laughs) but I think it's just a perfect example of, I learned this early on and I applied that information and created, and she's really teaching me the tools that she needs to move through this. So I just feel like that's a good example of what you guys are talking about. Mm -hmm. A fabulous example. And especially, I think, and I think this is a big key point that moms need to hear is again, that permission to quote unquote, break the rules, break the rules around what you read in some book or what your mom told you or what your friend told you or your pediatrician even, right? Like, we, our kids are the teachers here, right? Our kids are the ones who are giving us these lessons and are telling it us in their own little way, whether it's telepathically or vocally, right? Or through us finding their chart, right? Those things don't happen by accident, guys, right? There's a reason that you're listening to this episode right now. There's probably some nuggets in here that you need to dig deeper into and, and, and we need to be conscious, aware, and give ourselves permission. And this is why we keep coming back to and keep talking about our own inner strength and our own inner wisdom and our authority, right? So that we can actually do that with confidence. I mean, how, how many times, right? I can imagine even just with like Eddie, when he was a toddler, my older son, you know, we'd be at, uh, it was BJ's, I'll never forget, you know, and he's just screaming his head off. And, you know, I'm like, so I'm embarrassed. I'm mortified. He's banging himself on the ground. I'm on the floor. People are making comments. I'm like, oh my God, you know, but like, so, so I don't even remember where I was going with that. I think just along the lines of like, like these things are happening and we, you know, we need to give ourselves permission to do whatever it is that we need to do for our children without worrying about what others are thinking or judging, right? And just know, well, if this is working, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily just appeasing them, like just letting them do whatever they want or or this or that. We, you know, we right. also, we're also responsible for raising them in a world and teaching them about the world and, you know, it, you know, Goldie may need to understand at some point, you know, <laughs> that sounds affect others and <laughs> right. that sort of thing. But, but it's, but it doesn't need to happen with shame, right? Right. We don't need to, we don't need to feel guilty. We don't need to impose the guilt that we feel on them or the shame that we feel on them. So it's, I love that your business is rebirthing the mother, right? Because we are, we're unlearning the mm-hmm. old ways and we are relearning and rebirthing, right? This, this new yeah. way of being. And what I think is also really interesting about human design, again, is the fact that 
Laura talks about this all the time, that human design was kind of discovered and developed at a time when we were being born. Yeah. So it was actually made for, like this came about in the world for us, for the children. Yeah. So for us to have this, to now bring into our children's lives and, and so on, I mean, it's really, really huge. And then just one other point I want to kind of bring back into is, you know, we've talked about the nervous system a lot. We, our children are so sensitive to energy, Mm. so sensitive. And it's funny. I think it's funny because now there are all these terms like neurodivergent and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, Mm. these labels to where it's almost, these labels are almost like, I think personally kind of limiting to Mm -hmm. the way that they're used, you know, they're limiting these children to like, oh, there's something wrong. Something is abnormal. Something isn't correct. You know, I don't think we should be looking at it like that at Mm -hmm. all. You know, I think we need to look at these individuals as individuals and what they're, you know, going through. And there's just a unique set of tools for that one child that may not be a good fit for another child, you know, and that's it, right? It's, it's really, really interesting. Yeah. And I think I spent so much of, of my career wondering like what the missing piece was like on this aspect, because there's a saying like every diet works, but not every diet works for you. And sitting there thinking like, okay, there are standard recommendations, right? There are standard protocols, but everybody is different. Isn't that the whole point of being human is that we all come in and we're all different. Every single one of us is different. None of us are the same. So why then would we have any standard, anything like we, and, and I don't mean that we can't gain information and say, okay, most people need this. Most people need that, but we're sitting here, like trying to make people fit into this mold (laughs) and it just, it doesn't work. And so I think, yeah, it's, it's, this is the missing piece, right. Is bringing in mind, body and spirit. So, Mm. and actually Jamie, you say this all the time, it's bridging science and spirit. That is what we now need to do. And that is what sort of our generation is bringing forward. And that is what conscious parenting is, right. It's not saying I'm never going to give my child medication or I'm never going to put them on a special diet. I'm, I'm just going to do some energy work and channel and whatever, (laughs) like, It doesn't work that way. That's not. And sometimes you need both and your intuition will guide you to a medication. Your intuition will tell you, okay, like you need to look into this protocol and follow this regimen. Like, yeah, great. But it's, it's both. They go hand in hand. Also the idea of like all, like what you said, not fitting people into mold anymore, but also the idea of relating. We're finally really starting to I don't know, maybe dip our toe into the ocean of what relating <laughs> is. So the microcosm of that, what we talked about earlier, bringing a new baby home and having it, you know, adding that into your relationship or adding another one in and then everyone working and learning how to do that. I think it's the microcosm of the macro of look at on this planet in this country, how yes. we are trying to understand how to relate to one another. That is a big lesson for our generation mm-hmm. and all generations that are alive on the planet right now. If you ask me, you know what I yeah. mean? Like where that wasn't a theme, really. It wasn't a highlighted theme. If you ask me like, you know, years ago, hundreds of years ago, it is now it's a big one. And look, every issue we have is going, oh, wait, my ideals, opinions, and judgments and beliefs don't fit into your now. What do we do? Right. Insert current state events every day. Every day. Right. Right. Or, and, and then in your family, <laughs> Again, like this, this, this is that, like, th- this is what we're here to learn together. Yeah. Well, and, it, and bringing it full circle in the Hopi prophecy, that fifth world of peace is really when we will honor both ourselves and each other mm-hmm. as individuals for the differences that we have. Yeah. I love it. And also just to kind of tie in Reiki, cause you know, I'm obsessed with it. So the whole idea, especially, so I teach Holy Fire Reiki and Stephanie, are you Holy Fire Reiki or are you Mm-mm. different school of Reiki? Yusui. Yusui. Okay. Yeah. So this is the Yusui style, um, but it's the Holy Fire kind of flavor of energy. And it's all about acceptance of mm-hmm. yourself and of others. So as people start to go through that spiritual journey down that path, it's, it's, 
it heals a lot of like religious trauma to the sense of like, okay, that idea is different than mine, but it also brings in a level of acceptance. And one thing that I thought was really interesting as I started kind of, you know, kind of going through my own spiritual journey is that realization that we're all on a different path, right? You know, we're all on a different path and that's okay. Right. And I think it's kind of comforting to know that for I'll be interested to know because I'm not sure of that, about this or not, but you know, you would think that your children in your own lineage are you guys are all on the same path, but I imagine there may be instances where there are deviations from that, which can cause some friction. Yeah. 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 It is. And I think, you know, part of we I think part of what happens is like we make these agreements with each other where we can help each other on our own unique paths. Right. And so it does come together, but it only comes together through tension and through disruption. Absolutely. That's such a great point because that's what all of this is, right? All of this, all of this tension, all of this resistance and all of the pain and all of these really difficult and challenging situations that we find ourselves going through as mothers, there's a lesson in all of it. And there's a reason for all of it. I mean, I think just about this this one instance with Charlie and, you know, I didn't even talk about Eddie's thing when he was three and he had to have that lymph node removed because he had a bacterial infection and that whole experience. I mean, it's 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 so hard to see that light when you're in it. Like, like you and I were talking about yesterday, we're like, I know this is for a better, a higher good, but I just don't under right now. It's hard. Just remember, give yourself that grace, right? You're human. Mm-hmm. We are here living the human experience, you know, and and again, just kind of leaning on whatever kind of tools are out there to help support and bring some clarity and a new, fresh perspective for what is happening, right? And then, and it's going to change. It's human design today. Who knows tomorrow what we're going right. to be talking about, reading about, learning about, right? Right. Well, they're all just tools and, and not every tool works for everybody. And I think that's another important point is like, you might not resonate or connect with astrology or human design, but maybe Reiki works for you. Or, you know, there's, there's so many things out there now. There are so many ways to access essentially your own intuition and to bring, you know, these pieces together, um, that there's something for everyone and you just have to go with what you feel called to and what resonates with you. If you hear something and you're like, Oh my God, that's wacky. Like don't do it. Right. Don't follow it. And, and also you might find yourself coming back to that years later. I was just about (laughs) to say, and I think it's always important when that happens to check in with the ego, right? When Mm -hmm. something like that happens, first kind of checking in, where is this resistance coming from, right? Does it really sound ridiculous or am I really scared of it, right? Mm -hmm. Or worried about what my mom would think or something like that, right? And the cool thing about all this too is that even though it's spiritual, we're talking about spiritual and energetic practices, is that none of what we're talking about is has anything to do with religion, Right. At all. Right. So even though this may not be written in somebody's scriptures or something like that, you know, it's not, it does not have any dogma to it. There's no, no ties to religion. So I think that's really helpful and important for people to understand, mm-hmm. you know, that there's, you know, there's no conflict when it right. comes to beliefs with that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So Stephanie, tell us, how can people learn more about you and what you're doing? I'm sure a lot of people are like, oh my God, I need to talk to Stephanie and learn about my child's <laughs> chart and this and that. And oh my gosh, so much. I'm already, as to we've been talking, I'm like, I'm like, I think Charlie, I think Eddie needs to see you. I think Charlie needs to see you. I think we need some Stephanie medicine. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. And, it, and it's it's even funny to watch like myself and my own business evolve, right. And to, um, incorporate all of this, but right now you can find everything at rebirththemother.com. Probably the best way to, to be on top of like what I'm doing in terms of events or things that I'm offering is by signing up for my newsletter. Um, but there, there will be links on the website and all that jazz. So checking in there periodically or signing up for the newsletter, 
Um, I do have social media, but it's inactive because I took a big break from social mm-hmm. media and I haven't gone back yet to like revamp my business page and say, okay, I'm, I'm going to use this again. Um, so I'm, I'm not on social media right now. I love that. <laughs> I love that. I'm envious of you. I mean, I guess anybody <laughs> could do it, but it's, it's hard. It is hard. It is hard. It is hard. And, um, you know, it's one of those things as mothers, right. Transitioning into motherhood, our time and our capacity is so limited. Um, and I made a really conscious decision to shift more of my time and energy towards my family than towards my business. And, and really just my focus is on my clients because, that's what I have the energy for. That's what I have the capacity for. And so, um, you know, just another lesson of like, as people are entering this fourth trimester, entering motherhood at whatever your first, your second, your third, your fifth, I don't, it doesn't matter because each of them bring in something new and being open to whatever shifts that means, even if it's hopping off social media. (laughs) It's so, so true. I mean, I think about where I am now and I, I tie all of this to Charlie, you know, to when he came in. This is when all of this working with mothers started coming through and Reiki like a mother and then this podcast. And I mean, talk to me, you know, four years ago when I was starting my business to think I'd be doing what I'm doing right now, talking about what I'm talking about, especially what we're talking about today. I'd be like, okay, sure, Alyssa. Right. (laughs) Whatever, you know. So it is, it's very important to just be open, be open to, you know, kind of like what you started out with, right? The, the lessons, the lessons that these children are bringing us and each mm. lesson is a gift, right? Like, so they come hand in hand. So each challenge that they bring brings a gift at the same time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Well, Stephanie, thank you so much for sharing with us and our listeners today and all this such important information. So check the links in the bio. We'll put the link to Stephanie's website and we can always update that too if anything big is going on. But otherwise, so appreciate your time and your experience and your wisdom. Thank you all of our listeners and you know, always ask, share, share this information with other mothers, whether they're in their fourth trimester or they're past it, or maybe they haven't even entered it yet, which is probably the best time to share any of this information because that's when we all wish that we had it. I mean, that's one thing since starting this podcast, Jamie and I both getting just so many messages. I wish I knew you when my kids were small. I wish, I wish, I wish, you know, and you know, it's, it's so true, but you have it now, right? Mm-hmm. And there's still so much healing that can happen to even your former self, right? I mean, I'm I'm constantly working on healing myself from when I had always, Eddie, right? Yeah. <laughs> always, yeah. Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's never too late and I think um that's an that's an important point too. It's never too late and oftentimes you're receiving the information exactly when you're supposed to. So true. It's so so true. Well, thank you again Stephanie thank you. and everybody else for being here and we'll catch you next time.